listening to Fox Sports Radio. Oh, here we go. Let's Back go. together again. Let's I don't go. even know if I should say that. Yeah, like we're getting some consistency here. Let's we go. Want, we always want con- we want consistency in sports. Uh, you you and I are getting it going here, buddy. It's good Come to Come on, uh, don't dive in my knees like a- don't dive in my knees like Marcus Smart. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> you're picking scabs already we're 30 <laughs> seconds in and you're getting after a Steph Curry injury yeah. what I do to you uh, Marty come on <laughs> I thought that was funny that Steve had to have a talk with him I thought that was funny about that well, I, I mean, two quote-unquote dirty plays within uh, a 10-second period for Marcus Smart, but I actually, I thought Marcus was just being Marcus, you know? Like, I mean, I don't know. If you're going to dive after a ball, coaches in basketball love that. Are you supposed to be able to contort your body and, and, and be aware of someone else's foot? I, I don't know. I, I actually, yeah. I was bothered by the one against Clay Thompson 10 seconds later more than that one, but uh, we don't need to go too far into no, the we weeds. Don't. No, it we looks don't. like Steph's going to be back into the the playoffs and so uh everything is going to be just fine around bay area basketball Arnie, i don't want you to worry i'm not going to worry i'm not at all i just thought that was funny that steve-o had to have a talk with him but so much on uh, out there so much to get to mark busy day of sports we got a full slate of ncaa tournament the nfl is king a great time to be on the air well, uh, no doubt. We're already uh, knee-deep in March Madness, of course, with uh, with North Carolina taking it to Baylor. Uh, so a one seed, it very much looks like there's still seven minutes left to go, but very much looks like they're going to have a somewhat early exit and not make it to the second week, and we'll be all over March Madness. People are tweeting at me right now, Arnie, that you're the best college basketball handicapper in the country right now. Are you having a great bracket? Yes, well, that is true. That is true. I, I cannot tell a lie. Um, I'll probably end up winning the Fox Sports um, contest that we have for the uh, for the host. I'll probably end up winning that, and I have all my Final Fours, Sweet Sixteen. I've, I think I have fifteen of my Sweet Sixteen in. I had Kentucky losing after the St. Petersburg game, so that game didn't kill me. So we'll see how things uh, work out. I had North. I only think I didn't pick it. I had Chattanooga winning a couple of games, so uh, they lost. I did too. Uh, obviously, yep. yeah, tough game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's always going to be that way. It comes down to one-point games, two-point games. So we'll be all over March Madness as Mark Willard, Arnie Spanier, in for Joy Taylor on a Fox Sports Saturday. And glad to be here. But as you said, the NFL's king. And Deshaun Watson's news yesterday got everybody going in a lot of different directions. Arnie, let me ask you this, because I know there are two kinds of people in this world. There are those who like surprises and those who don't. Do you like surprises? I love surprises. I love them. Um, well, that's good. Then you liked yesterday uh, because not only there, there were surprises in, in I found at least two or three different directions with regard to this news that Deshaun Watson was going to the Browns. The first one was just that he was going to the Browns. Obviously, we'd already been told that the Browns were out. It made sense based on the, the other teams that were out there. He had coaching relationships in Atlanta. The Saints have been set up to be a good team right away. How surprised were you that Cleveland ended up being the pick? 
Well, I mean, obviously we had heard the rumors, but everybody was talking about it's either going to be Atlanta, it was either going to be the Saints, and then you heard Atlanta really was going to be the front runner, and the and they were going to be the favorite out there. And I, I thought it was pretty much going to be Atlanta. Um, if anything, I thought maybe the Browns were in third place at that time. So I, I was a little I shouldn't say a little. I, I would say fifty fifty percent surprised because I, I thought um, he would have to go through Atlanta and New Orleans before he would ever make it to Cleveland. And then of course once Baker made field put out that he's not going to play and he wants to move on um i'm thinking maybe they made a little bit of a harsher push then but uh yeah i would say i was a little bit surprised when it was all said and done i mean just by virtue of the fact that we had been told that cleveland was out this i think caught a lot of people by surprise but then there were all the other aspects of it that caught people by surprise and and arnie there are two things there are two things that did not land with me well that had absolutely nothing to do uh with deshaun necessarily picking the browns let me let me explain it this way Uh, ignoring the things that led to an act or to someone's availability, that's odd to me. If someone is available who, in theory, shouldn't be available, shouldn't we ask why? If a dude is tremendously good-looking, I'm talking Arnie Spanier good looks, right? Like Garoppolo-esque. If a dude is (laughs) tremendously good-looking, he's employed, right? He's got good dough. He's 38 years old, and no woman has ever held on to him. If you were the next lady in line, wouldn't you ask why? Wouldn't you want to know, like, what's going on here? What am I missing? Why is this guy available? The reason I ask that is the way the media responded to Deshaun Watson going to Cleveland completely left out the why. Why It was very uncomfortable uh, to me for a lot of people that – Uh, just about a week and a half after it's announced that, yes, Deshaun will not face criminal charges, all of a sudden it's like, okay, never mind. Let's just do football. He's going to the Browns. $260 million guaranteed. Browns fans are celebrating. Deshaun goes to the AFC North. Here's all the, the – everybody ignored the why is he even available, which Arnie needed to be a part of this story. But, but Mark, look, we have to call it the way it is, whether we believe it or not. You know, we're not the law. We only have to go with what we have. And right now, what we found out is what Deshaun Watson did or may not have done, whatever it was, is not criminal. He won't be facing criminal charges. There won't. You, you can't go ahead and say he's this, that, and the other because there's no criminal charges. Now, it might not be the best look for him. 22 women have, are going to have a civil lawsuit. So, obviously, it, it could have been some behavior that is very questionable. But we are not the moral police. If something is done and it's not criminal, what do you want us to do? What should we do? It's bad enough that we have to watch and penalize people that do criminal stuff. Now you want me to police and penalize people that don't do criminal stuff? I I don't know where we draw the line here. I don't want you to police, and we're definitely not the moral police. In fact, I'm not even saying that this is the big portion of the story. It's a portion of the story, is I guess my point. There could have been a little bit more decorum. There could have been an awareness of what led to this that's added into the story. And I get it. I know how most football fans are. I've got a very good buddy who's a diehard Browns fan. So when this went down, I sent a text, and all I wrote was, dude. 
and, and, and that obviously could be taken any way. And, and he responded with huge and seven exclamation points. I'm not going to give you his name. You don't know it anyway. <laughs> However, he like, you know what I mean? He is looking at it solely from the football standpoint. Now, that said, dot, 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 here was the other side of this. Okay. And it is the flip side. All of those, and I'm sure you've seen them, Marty, those people who have now uh, stated that they'll never root for the Browns again. Right. Uh, there are, there are the, the Dog Pound blog site has to already announced that it is shutting down. The fandom of Cleveland is losing people, and others are saying the NFL as a whole is the most disgusting entity out there. I guess my response to that is, where were you over the last two weeks when this has been advertised? There were four teams that lined up with massive trade packages to offer the Houston Texans for this. We know who they are. They were the Browns, the Panthers, the Falcons, the Saints. I didn't hear anybody write an article in any of those towns and say, don't you do it. If you bring this guy to town, we will never, ever root for this team again. This should not happen. I never heard a peep. But this was as telegraphed as a Russell Westbrook pass, Arnie. We knew exactly what was about to happen. And then when it happened, people acted surprised and disgusted. And I'm like, if you're going to be disgusted by it, you need to be disgusted when it's about to happen as much as when it does. Well, you you don't want to go ahead and react on a what if. You know, you don't want to say, okay, what if. Wait till if it happens, then that's when you make your move and you say, we're not happy about it. Now, maybe you should have been proactive. I see your point. Part of that, but again, you don't want to make us think about something that at one point we thought that Cleveland was like the third or fourth best landing spot um, for Deshaun Watson. So you know, probably the Browns fans didn't think that they were going to get him. And I want to tell you something. I spoke to my son yesterday. He lives right outside of Cleveland. The last four years, he went to Kent State, and I said, "What are they saying? The Browns fans got to be pumped." They said, "You know, I got to tell you, it's, it's not even fifty-fifty. Baker Mayfield was very popular. People love Baker Mayfield, and you're." replacing him with a guy that's not very popular. Now, maybe he'll be popular once he throws his first touchdown, but in popularity, he's not replacing a quarterback uh, that's, uh, you know, that he's going to be more popular than. So he has to go ahead and do it on the football field. A lot of people love Baker Mayfield in Cleveland. Okay, that's fascinating. Really? You're, you're telling me that if you do just boil this down to a football question, that, that, that Browns fans are feeling like they should stick with Baker Mayfield, who, look, apologies to the Steelers because they're now in quarterback transition, but, but you're never – Lamar Jackson, Joe Burrow, you're not winning that division with Baker Mayfield anytime soon, if ever. Well, first of all, look at the transition he made from a team that was like one in thirty, whatever, to where they are now. So that's that's He's not, not really bad. fair. Yeah. Two, he played injured like you wouldn't believe last year, and he still led him to a damn good record. Um, I think they put too much blame on Baker Mayfield than what happened out there. I think they're in the right direction. I love Baker Mayfield. Uh, I, I'm a Dolphin fan. I take Baker Mayfield over to her right now. If you were going to say here, you could have one or the other. Don't worry about trade and money and all that. I to give me Mayfield right now. Um, no if fans or buts about it. So I, I think he gets a bad knock about it. I can't wait to see where he ends up, whether it's Seattle or someplace like that, because I think he's just going to have a, he's just going to be phenomenal. 
I've decided that you picked the wrong industry. You shouldn't have been a broadcaster. You should have been an agent for quarterbacks. Yeah, Listen I, I really should have. Right. Last, really like, should. you love Baker Mayfield. You told me two weeks ago that Jimmy Garoppolo should fetch two ones. You and, love and, and, everybody. And, and, I got it. Well, you know what? It turns out now, I guess inflation's helped me because Deshaun Watson goes for three first-round picks, a third-round pick, and a fifth-round pick, and you don't even want to give me a first one for Jimmy Garoppolo? Wow. You know, dollars to donuts here. Doesn't make sense to me. You're going to give me a first round pick and at least a second round pick for Jimmy G now after what I saw with Deshaun Watson get. I, I, I mean, you should hear what people in the Bay Area are saying about this. Uh, they, they don't think they're going to get anything for Jimmy. They don't think anybody wants to even give them one third round pick, which I don't necessarily buy into yet, but Arnie, where? Where are these guys going to go? Who does want Baker Mayfield? Is Matt Ryan uh, going to sit with this in Atlanta the way Baker did not in Cleveland. Where does Jimmy Garoppolo go? What happens in Seattle? I mean, how does this all play out? I Well, the answer to one of the questions is I think Seattle, now you've seen stars coming out to play catch with Colin Kaepernick. Why do I get the feeling, and we brought this up what, the three, four weeks ago, that Cap is going to get a chance, and I think it's going to be in Seattle, and I think it, I think that's going to happen. So um, I'm, I think that he's going to end up there. Baker Mayfield, I mean, people say Seattle would have been a good place for him. Indianapolis, um, you know, maybe Tampa when Tom Brady's ready to call it quits, but I don't even know when that's ready to happen. You know what I mean? I thought Pittsburgh would have been a good place for him. Um, but it, it seems like they're, they're running out of spots for, for Baker Mayfield right now. Uh, they, they, they are. It feels like the Colts will either be quarterbacked by Mayfield or Garoppolo this year. Uh, Seattle, I, I've, you know that I'm a proponent of the Kellen Kaepernick idea for sure, but I don't think he's going to go in there as a presumed starter. I think he'll go in there as a guy who's got a chance to compete. They'll do some other things around that as well. Uh, New Orleans is now left holding the bag. And can Atlanta go ahead and make up with Matt Ryan? Uh, I love that people are like, well, Jameis Winston can go to New Orleans because he knows the system he was there right and 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 so he'll show up and throw his 25 interceptions and that's supposed to work like Carolina we haven't even mentioned them the bottom line is I agree with you that it's funny we talk about Mayfield Garoppolo oh gosh there's no market for them well there certainly should be because there's still there remains too many teams that need a quarterback and not enough quarterbacks to go around yet a lot of these teams are still acting picky so I I I don't know but there's a lot to get to with all of this uh the deshaun angle in cleveland and uh and the reaction to it uh much more to say about it and we'll do that coming up next march madness will be thread through all of this uh baylor is trying to make a little bit of a run here in the second half if cold candidate calls aren't turning into hot hiring leads then you need indeed because indeed's powerful hiring platform makes it easy to attract screen and interview candidates all from one place find your next great hire visiting indeed.com slash credit in for joy taylor it's mark willard and arnie spanier on fox sports saturday on fox sports radio arnie you were getting love you were getting love 
for putting North Carolina in the next round, <laughs> and it might have been a premature celebration situation. Um, <sighs> although, big bucket and a foul moments ago to put North Carolina Oof. back up by five. What was their largest deficit, Baylor? Because they just cut it 23. to three. Yeah, I, th- I think it was Down 24. by 25, I, now they're yeah. saying. Oh, 25. 67-42 was the score just about a half hour ago. Now it is 78-73, but Baylor had cut it to three with two minutes to go. Now and minute a bad 37. Call, and, and Mark, a bad call when time was running out. Wow. They, they gave um, Baylor, uh, excuse me, they gave North Carolina three foul shots. Now Baylor's big man's hurt. They made one heck of a comeback, but you're right, North Carolina going to get a foul shot. They could make it a six-point lead, but still 137 left. Meyer for Baylor going to have to leave the game, but what a what a run. North Carolina's yeah. melting down in front of our eyes. They, they're afraid to shoot the ball. Baylor is apparently on a 31 to 11 run. Wow. Uh, you don't see that in college. And, and you mentioned bad call. Uh, Cowherd last night tweeted out something and said, if you think that the NBA officiating is bad, it's official. You've never watched college basketball before. Yeah. There was uh, it's true. Calls. These, these, yeah. these tournament games, it, I mean, I'm not saying that there's any particular game where I think went the wrong way because of a bad call. But if you do watch, like come down the final two minutes of all of these close games, it's it feels like very questionable stuff is happening in each and every one of them. Well, USC Miami had a really bad one. Yep. Of course, when you get in the final two minutes, then you could look at it at replay. But um, you know, there's no guarantee on that. But USC um, Miami USC really uh, got hurt by a bad call there before the two minute mark, and they're saying that's why one of the reasons why they didn't win the game. North Carolina up by six, a little bit over a minute to go. Baylor has the ball, although uh, they just got a, a call. And once again, as we're sitting here talking about it, uh, a ball clearly goes off of yeah, one of Baylor yeah. players' hands out of bounds. The officials say it's Baylor's ball, but ridiculous. now looking at no, it. They, they, said, no, they said it was, yeah, they, they, it was, it was ridiculous that they even went ahead and gave it to Baylor uh, to begin with. I don't, know, I don't know what the heck they were thinking. It, it's, it's, yeah. I got to tell you, I may have to quit this job and become a, a college official uh, Next year, I'm telling you, really, it's crazy. I, I would, I would, I would like that. I would like that. From 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 the uh, the second most stressful job ever to the to the most, I guess, is, uh, in in your particular case. But yeah, they're they're flipping it around. It'll be North Carolina ball with a six point lead and one sixteen to go. So they'll probably survive. But a hell of an effort by Baylor Oof, yeah. to get back into this one. That's for sure. Um, all right. Uh, so we've been talking about Deshaun Watson. There's a third rung on the uh, on the wheel if you will here arnie that i want to get to yeah and that is this if you are a big time athlete please no more don't tell me that you want to win and don't tell me that you play for the fans unless you're going to back it up with an act that shows that we do this every time we get to free agency we start talking about where players are from and and maybe freddie freeman just did that uh, apparently he took a little bit less money to go to the los angeles dodgers the braves had actually offered more for him to stay but he grew up in southern california and now matt olson goes to the braves and he grew up in atlanta so maybe it's perfect for everyone but we've done this with a number of athletes oh they want to be near their home Oh, they love the, 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 the front office for that team. They really, right. really want to win, and that's what's driving the boat. My gosh, Arnie, what a week to remind ourselves what drives the bus. It is money, and then the second thing is money, <laughs> and then the third thing is money. 
Chris Bryant is a Colorado Rocky. Yes. Deshaun Watson is a member of of the Cleveland Browns. Correa goes to Minnesota late last night. I mean, stop. Stop feeding us this idea of I want to win and they've got a great fan base and it's sort of near my home. None of it. None of it matters. Who is going to use other teams as leverage to get the most and the biggest bag? That's well, I, it. That's all I almost, this is. I almost agree with you. I think the three most important things are money, then guaranteed money, then money. Um, you know that, And that's what this Good is all call. about. You know, I got to tell you, how much pressure is on these athletes um, to take the most possible money when they're offered big-time contracts so it's a trickle-down effect and the others behind them can get that money? Especially, you hear that in the baseball players association where they're like no 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 you got to take the most you can get the most you can get you know I've, I've talked to Scott Boris a long time ago and I worked locally in Los Angeles it's quite intriguing the mindset that an agent like that goes through um, and, and what his responsibilities are because if it's strictly up to the athlete I really believe most athletes will leave 10 or 20 million on the table if we're talking about three or four hundred million dollars to have a perfect situation but sometimes these leagues push you to take the most they can but you're right money guaranteed money guaranteed years how much you're going to give me that's that's exactly what they're thinking about do you really think that these athletes are sitting there though in the middle of a contractual negotiation and thinking boy I, uh, I'd love to go somewhere else, but my brethren, Arnie, oh, my brethren, my players union, I need to think about them. I don't, I don't, I don't buy it either. Uh, By the way, Baylor has just cut it to three with 28 seconds to go. They just banked in a three, cut it to three. We'll keep you up to date. And David Gascon is standing by with the trending here in just a couple of minutes, but I, I don't buy that either. You know, Chris Bryant famously is a member of the giants upon arrival last year, Arnie, when he got uh, to. To, to San Francisco, he was asked, hey, you're, you're forthcoming free agency, what are you thinking? And we all know you're a Boris client, and therefore there's going to be a mystery team, and this is going to last, and we know how Boris plays. Chris leaned over to the microphone, looked into the camera, and said, I'm in charge. I make the decision. Scott right. Boris works for me. Right. So these guys, they are the boss. I'm not blaming Scott Boris anymore. He can absolutely do it how he wants, but each player has the right to say, Scott, no, there are other agents in the world. I want to go there. I want to do it for X amount of dollars. I don't think that, and by the way, I say this and it sounds like I'm blaming them for it. Taking the most money, if that's what drives you, do you. I've never walked in these shoes. I don't really understand what the difference between 170 and 180 million dollars is. I have no idea why that matters to guys. The, to me, it feels like you could fly to Paris for dinner or you could fly to Paris for dinner. Like, what the, what the hell is the difference when you get to? But if that's what floats your boat, then float your boat. Do do your thing. But stop telling me that it's something else that's driving your bus. Well, let me ask you this: Do you think like somebody like Aaron Rodgers? Um, or fifty million is what he's getting per year. Uh, would forty is seven not been enough? Would forty five million not been enough? But in his mind, he's like, why should I take any other uh, set amount of money when I'm the best quarterback in the NFL? So I want to be paid like the best quarterback in the NFL. I want to be paid as the highest player, the highest quarterback, because yep. I deserve it. How much of that is uh, you know, ego and mindset and something like that, Mark? 
I think it's huge, I, and, and I do, because as I said, what's the difference between a $170 million and $180 million? Nothing in terms of lifestyle. Tom Brady has taken less money every single year of his career. I think he's doing fine financially. Looks like it's okay. Um, so, yeah, I do. I agree. It's ego. I mean, a lot of people wanted to know that Correa contract last night. What was yeah. it? $105.3 million. So people asked, what's the point three about? Do you know what the point three is about? <laughs> what is it like a lucky number or something like that? <laughs> Nope, nope. The highest paid infielder of all time, $35 million per year. Uh, 105.3 means Carlos Correa is 35.1. Gotcha. He just, he just wanted the label of the highest paid infielder in the history of the game, which, by the way, will last for about 17 minutes. Oh, wow. And by the way, Mark, uh, we are having a miracle. I hate to switch subjects. Baylor, North Carolina missed two foul shots. Baylor comes down, hits. It's a shot, gets fouled. They're down by one, and they're going to the foul line. They're going to come back and tie this thing up down by 25 points. I hope that you didn't just jinx him on the free throw. He's still got to make it. But, yes, North Carolina, if you had already sharpied them I to did. the next round. I did. Hold. You, oh, did you really? Did you yes, put I that did. in the paper? I, oh, I even can't. put it on Twitter. I, I tweeted out, oh, I go, I, I told you, North Carolina, that they were going to win the game outright, and they're kicking their butt. I put it even out on Twitter. Unbelievable. Baylor, and guess what? It is tied. 15 seconds to go. It'll still be North Carolina with the chance for the last shot. You'd figure it's either a win or overtime, but still 25-point deficit erased by the defending national champion. Sounds like a perfect time to find out what else might wow. be trending here on a uh, very good Saturday morning slash afternoon, depending on wherever you are, Mr. David Gaston gone let us get out of your way my friend yeah just waiting just waiting for you guys just yeah well well when 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 i speak when arnie speaks yeah waiting is something people often have to do i I, I usually use earplugs for arnie so wow i'm like ef hutton my friend cyanide anything alcoholic it all works the same but yeah you guys had mentioned the 25 point comeback uh brady manic for north carolina was also ejected yes so that certainly does help Dude had 26 points and was yes. the team's leading scorer until he got ejected. R.J. Davis now is that. He's got 27, 7 to 12 from the field, 5 and 9 from downtown. North Carolina was shooting 50% in this game. Baylor only at 39% right now, but they're on the come. It's 80 to 80 with 15.8 to go in this ball game. Later on today, a handful of games. Creighton and Kansas is on deck, followed by Michigan and Tennessee. Later on tonight, UCLA and St. Mary's. The shocker of the tournament so far, St. Peter's, they get Murray State. That ball game starts at 745 Eastern. 445 Pacific. Uh, guys, Major League Baseball, Carlos Correa is now a Minnesota twin, three years and $105 million. Uh, Cordell Patterson stays with the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, Atlanta Falcons re- returning him, but also defensive tackle Fletcher Cox has agreed on a one-year deal with the field- Philadelphia Eagles. And linebacker for the Michigan Wolverines, David Jabu. Guys, he tore his Achilles during his pro day. So he is uh, oh, projected to be a first-round pick this year. Now, uh, obviously, we'll see what happens with him, and uh, timetable for return will be in doubt. But the one point of motivation, take a look at Cam Akers. So that could be some good motivation for him. But, uh, guys, there's a timeout on the court 11 seconds to go in this thing, Baylor and North Carolina, 80 apiece.
Oof, 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 oof. And I'm saying that based on North Carolina and also Michigan's pro day. I, I, I mean, we can get to this a little bit more coming up, Arnie. Yeah. Uh, what, what has ever really come out of a pro day? I, like, I think sometimes the football process, we talked about this with the combine a few weeks ago. The combine creates a lot of content. I don't know if it actually creates any information for teams. You starting to see a lot of NFL coaches, Sean McVay, Kyle Shanahan among them, they don't even go to the combine anymore. Right, right, right. And, and, and a pro day also, same thing. It's like, think about this in any other industry, okay? We're about to hire you to play football. So what are we going to do? Let's all get together and not play football, <laughs> to decide if we want to hire you. You already have all the tape you need on these guys in terms of football. Meeting them, I get. Sit with them. Talk with them. Do research on them. Find out who they are. Find out how they tick. Talk to them about how would you do this in this situation? What would you do here? The same way we do in every other industry in America. Now, yes, let's take ours, Arnie. Are there auditions? There are. Of but course. Think of, it. If, think of it. If we were doing radio auditions, the combine in a pro day would be like us grabbing a microphone and running circles around in the street and talking <laughs> into it, not actually hosting a show, uh, but, but, but just the function of what happens in a show. Like, in, in other words, we would just how fast can you talk? Right. How long but, can you talk? Mark, that's not a show. This is stupid. Right. What are we doing? Why would you want to hear me do a one show one time? Or why did my other 32 years of doing shows not convince you that I should have the job? That, that's the difference there. Um, you know, that's why so many people miss on the draft. That's what I can't understand. And by the way, they're going to go in the overtime. They miss so much on the draft because they overthink it. You should just see what you see on tape, how they've done in the four years leading up into the draft, not what they do on the Wonderwick exam or what they run the 40 in or the shuttlecock or whatever they do. You know what I mean? You don't, you don't, or how high you can jump. You're overthinking it. That's why you should just look at the four years, what they do on the football field. And I don't think enough to do with that. I, I just I feel terrible for this guy, uh, David Ojabo. Who, oh, and, terrible! And yeah. I, I mean, I know that there there are those saying that, uh, for instance, if there are a few teams who might have multiple first round picks, and because of all of the quarterback movement, there are a handful. There are a few teams who have multiple first round picks, and so maybe he'd be a value guy because if you're in some sort of a rebuild or you've got another early round draft pick, that's a guy that you could grab and just sort of hold. And uh, and yeah, Cam. Akers. I love, though, by the way, you know, and, and David smartly mentions Cam Akers, but at the same time, are we now, now this is our expectation. Has Cam ruined the Achilles injury for everybody? Now you're expected to just be out there playing in six months after rupturing your Achilles <laughs> tendon? Let's not like all of a sudden, Cam Akers, we're like, yeah, this is, you know, it's kind of like a sprained ankle. I mean, this is a horrific injury, and, and luckily he's only in his early 20s. If he were in his 30s, people would be wondering if his career was over yeah no i always wondered why uh with modern medicine and we've gotten healthier and quicker and better and stronger so much faster why you didn't recover from something like that a little bit faster so now it's finally happened i wonder if that's going to be more the norm now than the you know one-time exception that's that's what i want to see i want to see and i don't want it to happen to anybody else but um we'll see uh, how long it takes somebody else to recover from an injury like that you ever hear of a football team saying you know we weren't sure and uh, we, we thought maybe, and uh, we talked about it, 
And then we went to his pro day. <laughs> oh, my He blew gosh. us away. He that blew us away. That was the day. Yeah, I mean, yeah. the music that Johnny Manziel selected and the, and the camo shorts that he wore, as soon as we saw that, then we knew that that was our guy. Honestly, like, I, I wonder, and maybe that Ojabo is maybe not a big enough name to be the guy. Like, we, we would need a quarterback to have this happen, which it, it probably never will. But, but like, I would think that, that uh, these types of things would give guys pause uh, about, uh, about having pro days, but about going to the combine. Mark, everybody says they have a great pro day. Oh, this quarterback threw 99 out of 100. Right. They were great passes. There was only one ball that was dropped. I'm saying to myself, why did the, the receivers are so great also? They didn't drop anything, even if it was a great pass. You think that's like somebody coming to in basketball and he goes, he was great. He took 100 shots and he never missed one. He was fantastic. I, I mean, that's a bunch of baloney is what it is, you know? Uh, pro days are like surgeries. When they're done, everybody comes out and says they're successful every yes. time. <laughs> right? Every, every athlete who's ever had a surgery, have you ever seen the story? Someone comes out, well, it turns yeah. out they had unsuccessful surgery and they're never going to play again. Yeah, never, exactly. And by the way, a lot of the surgeries aren't successful. You know what I mean? I mean, uh, Jarek McKinnon in the NFL a couple years ago needed back-to-back ACL surgeries. Uh, James Wiseman tore a meniscus. We still haven't seen him this year because he had to go in for a second surgery. But I promise if you go back to the news story after their first surgery, oh, they had successful surgery. Same thing with a pro day. Yeah, they look great. We, on we go. Uh, we're we're, we're going to draft a number one overall. You know, Mark, when, when a coach does something wrong and a team loses after blowing a lead, they say, what went wrong? Should we have to go back to the doctor and say, what went wrong? You said it was right. successful. <laughs> what, what the hell went wrong now, Doc? What's yeah. going on? You know? I know. I thought you were a, a specialist, <laughs> Dr. Neil Elatrosh or, or whoever, Frank Job. Uh, you've never had a surgery go wrong of course they have so i don't know i like to me um, i get what the nfl's doing the nfl is brilliant at and we've talked a lot about this recently especially in the wake of an mlb lockout the nfl is brilliant at creating content and so they do it year round there's never a time look at us it's march the brackets are on baseball spring training is underway nba coming down the stretch and what's our lead story today it's the NFL. Absolutely. And, 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 and so they're brilliant at doing this, so they're not going to be incentivized to stop this kind of stuff. But I do wonder, Arnie, if the players ever will be incentivized to stop. Like once you get, uh, even, even if your bowl game, we're watching this, if your bowl game is insignificant, when you get to the end of your junior or senior year and you're slated to be a first-round draft pick, my friend, bubble wrap, yeah. good night. Goodbye. You're not going to want to play in that. Why, why would you want to play if you're going to if you're going to go ahead and be a first round pick? Uh, sayonara to the um, you know to the small ball games because I don't think it's going to be around anymore. By the way, um, Darren Ravel put this out when Baylor was down by 25 points, they were 60 to one to win the game. Six, you could have bet them it's 60 to one to go ahead and come back and win the game. How just incredible to win. was that? <laughs> just to win. However, uh, North Carolina has got the uh, the first four points in overtime. So we'll keep you up to date on that. About three and a half to go. Also, Arnie, are you trying to fire Fox Sports radio hosts based on their March Madness bracket? Is this, is this <laughs> yes, where I, I've come to understand? I got the five top reasons why you should be fired as a host at Fox Sports radio. What? I mean, I, ju- I, I just got back four weeks ago. You're trying to <laughs> knock me out already? I just got 
back. Not you, not you specifically. Any of the hosts should be fired if they break any of these rules. I have, I have All a right, that, uh, that more March Madness and the QB carousel continues as it's Mark Willard and Arnie Spann. You're in for Joy Taylor on Fox Sports Radio. Hey, I'm Doug Gottlieb. The podcast is called All Ball. We usually talk all basketball all the time, but it's more about the stories about what made these people love their sport and all the interesting interactions along the way. We talk to coaches. We talk to players. We tell you stories. You download it. You listen to it. I think you'll like it. Listen to All Ball with Doug Gottlieb on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, North Carolina's trying to hold off the LL Cool J comeback. They're up by three, about a minute and a half to go. Reminder, this we are brought to you by one of our favorite cities, Las Vegas, the greatest arena on earth. Every game, match, race, and competition, it is always on, kind of like March Madness. Uh, No one does sports like Vegas, and the excitement is endless, so make sure you plan your trip today at visitlasvegas.com. Calm. Okay, Arnie, I yes. got to talk to you. It's kind of like a uh, when you're the first person in line. Like, do you put costumes on to go see the new Star Wars movies? No, no, I'm not that wanna, guy. Yeah. yeah, because if you were if you were that guy, you know what that guy has to do. It's bad enough that you're putting costumes on. The worst part is though is after they see it, they. And, 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 and it's a spoiler alert. Uh, you are my personal spoiler alert now. I don't know what kind of high-powered Vermont dish <laughs> you're throwing at me. You're about six seconds ahead of me on this basketball game. You sent that thing into, right, you sent this thing into OT, and I'm like, they're still just crossing half court. What are you talking about right yeah, now? Yeah, I'm, I'm like so 10 you, seconds ahead of everybody else out there. Right now, North Carolina, 91, Baylor, 85, and North Carolina is going to have the ball because Baylor really just missed the slam. So there's less than a minute left, and North Carolina with the ball up by six. They're in control, clock running. So we've said this before. They look like they're in a good position right now, but you never know. Uh, we'll see if they hang on. And, uh, of course, what? they're g- throwing it all over the place. Yeah, so uh, you have teams out here uh, who are blowing 25-point leads. You have officials who we've already said seem to be missing half the calls in the final two minutes. North Carolina's hucking balls off the backboard right now. These are just kids. Yet, based on the results, you'd like certain Fox Sports radio hosts to be fired. I have rules uh, for our Fox Sports radio host, and there's certain rules you have to uh, adjust by. Here we are in March Madness, and I have five rules you should be fired as a host at Fox sports rule number one if you pick we all do our brackets uh and we put it in the host section um if you have two of your final four teams already eliminated after the first round you have to be fired immediately um immediately that's totally fair um number two if you root for a team that's a one two or three seed and they lose in the first round you have to be fired immediately again i know there's upsets but if your team is that good and you lose in the first round and you're a one two or three seed you've got to be fired. You're fired. Wait, so, if, so this yeah. is this is even if you just root, this is based on rooting interest. If you yeah. root for a team, what if you don't have a? I went to Cal Poly San Luis Obispo. Well, I don't then have you're a safe. Team. Yeah, then you're safe. Okay, there. perfect. Now, perfect. if you have a nickname in your in your name, like Iowa Sam or Arizona Arnie right. or right. Um, Villanova <laughs> Val or something like that, and your team loses in the first round, like Iowa Sam's did, did you got to be fired. I'm sorry. I'm not a host, I'm, Arnie. You're gonna, gonna fire me. You. I'm gonna miss you, Iowa Sam. Wow. I, 
I didn't say I was going to miss you, but I, if your name's Iowa Sam and Iowa loses in the first right. three in, in the first game, hey, I had to wear it, Arnie. It. I had to wear it. And okay? also, um, terrible. And by the way, we, this show's going to be over if Sam's fired. Like, I mean, he's, <laughs> if you fire him right now, we have another hour, Arnie. Yes. Um, also, when we do the brackets, if you don't finish in the top three of that, you're fired. You got to finish in the top three of the brackets. Okay. Top three of what? Of who? Of the Fox Sports, the Fox Sports Radio contest that we do. So on you're the, saying that only the only that at the end of the tournament, only three hosts will still get to keep their job. Is that what you're saying? I, I'm not going to say I'm not going to miss everybody that has to get fired, but that's the way it's got to be. You know, we wow. got to we have wow. to have a high precedent being set right now. And if you well, predict, and the last yeah. one, real quick, if you predict that a team or player is never going to win a Super Bowl or championship again and they win, you've got to be fired. So there, there okay, are the that, five that, reasons that, there. That had nothing to do with March Madness. No, at all. it didn't. But that I had just to get sounded that like that, had, that sounded like some sort of scab that that, that just got picked. Did, <laughs> did, did, did somebody predict something that they were never going to win and then they won? Is this a is this a Matt Stafford Rob Parker shot? Is that what just happened? I'm not taking shots at anybody. I'm not taking okay, shots at that, anybody. That, just in general. That felt yeah. like that felt like somebody who's been screaming Stat Padford for the last ten years of his life. That felt you personal. Can take Arnie. it for what it's worth. There. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, luckily, none of those things that you just said. I, I have not fallen into any of those traps. I don't know if I'm going to finish in the top three, uh, but I, I I do know that uh, working last weekend with Iowa Sam, I know that he was running laps around I'll the building yeah, when yeah. when Iowa won the Big Ten championship, and then it apparently it turns out that that was that was their only goal this year, just to win the Big Ten championship. <laughs> um, nothing else. All right. More on the quarterback carousel coming up. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. In for Joy Taylor on a beautiful Fox Sports Saturday where North Carolina is not going to win one March Madness game. They're going to win two, Arnie. Wow. Uh, they wow. won the first one. They blew it, but they survive. Uh, they defeat the defending national champion Baylor Bears 93-86. to But you knew that an hour ago because of your, <laughs> your high-speed satellites that are taking over the state of Vermont. Survive and advance is the... Perfect motto for this game. North Carolina blowing a 25-point lead with 10 minutes left in the game. Um, sends a game in the, North Baylor sends the game into overtime, but North Carolina hangs on in overtime. As you mentioned, 93-86. They'll survive. They'll move on to the Sweet 16. Congratulations to North Carolina. Hiring heating up. Indeed's hiring platform makes it easy to attract, screen, and interview candidates all in one place. Sponsor a post and instantly receive a short list of quality candidates on Indeed whose resumes match your job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit. Mark Willard, Arnie Spanier, and as we follow uh, all of the games for today in uh, the, the second round, and David Gascon will keep us up to date, and as he mentioned, a, a slew of other games getting ready to get started, but North Carolina will move on to Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, take on the winner of a St. Mary's UCLA game that's going to tip at 7, 10 Eastern time, 4 o'clock later on this afternoon in the West, which should be a really fun one. Those of us out here in California, we talked about this. College sports has sort of, and and, and not, I I think, through anyone's doing, but college sports uh, over the last few years has been very, very difficult on the West Coast uh, to to follow. College football seems to only be a Southeast production. By the time you get to the end, the Pac-12 is going through what I would call 
its worst athletic decade, at least during my lifetime. But so many teams uh, out here in the West getting into the tournament, and they've showed pretty well. I was hoping USF wouldn't go against Murray State because I knew both of those teams were really good, and they paid off with a great first-round yeah, matchup that yeah. went to overtime. But they're out. But outside of that, Arizona, UCLA, Gonzaga, even St. Mary's, some of these teams moving forward, and that should be a very, very interesting one. Uh, and whoever wins it, I think, could uh, could make some noise next weekend, too. Yeah, I was looking forward to that. I had St. Mary's playing UCLA with St. Mary's actually winning the game. UCLA, a three-point favorite in this one. Remember, St. Mary's beat Gonzaga earlier this year. Um, they were a top 25 team, so it wasn't like that. Um, they were a team lucky to get into the tournament or something like that. UCLA was actually lucky to beat, who was it, Akron? Um, coming from behind, yes. uh, I thought they uh, didn't play a great game at all, and Akron hung in tough there, just didn't have enough down the end. But again, survive in advance. This is going to be a fun one. I'm looking forward to that uh, tonight, see that St. Mary's UCLA game. You know, the one thing, though, about this event, which is always so interesting to me, and I'm so glad it's back, It's it, it's really been three years since this was – uh, a normal event like it is right now. And so I, I do want to celebrate that for a second, but also celebrate this weekend because, Arnie, I can't think of any other sporting event or high-level championship that does this, which is get worse as it goes. It just it, It's just the facts. It's just the way we consume this event. This weekend, the Thursday through Sunday of this weekend – this is the big this is the big deal. Two weeks from now, two weeks from today, yeah. we'll have the final four. And I, I mean, you know, most people's brackets will be ripped in half. And, and, and I think they'll move on as we, we get into spring and, and the weather will be better. Like that is that is less of an event than this weekend, isn't it? Well, not not numbers wise in television, but you're right as to, um, you know, popularity and the whole, you know, filling out the brackets and everybody getting involved in office uh, offices losing production time from their employees. This is this is the best four days of sports. There's there's no doubt about it. But yeah, once um, the final four gets around and it's the blue bloods and everybody else's colleges get eliminated, and really you're only watching if you went to school there or you're a diehard college uh, basketball fan. So yeah, you would think interest certainly uh, slows down after that. That said, we start off with the NFL today and the Deshaun Watson news, and it was interesting uh, because I'm as fascinated by the reaction to the move as I am by the move. We were all surprised when it was an about-face. They had said Cleveland was out of the deal. Cleveland is back in. That's where Deshaun Watson will go. And a Browns fan base that is so starving to win and and is such a a, a blue-collar type of place – a place that loves football, I'm surprised at how many fans, and and maybe this is a social media thing more than reality, which happens a lot, but I'm surprised how many fans have come out outraged and saying absolutely not rooting for the Browns anymore. Uh, Joe Shad just ran a poll on Twitter asking Dolphins fans if they wish that Deshaun were a member of the Dolphins or if they're glad that he's not. 80% responded saying that they're glad that he's not. I guess I'm not saying that you you should want to surprise this is the reaction because we've known for a week and a half to two weeks that the the, the criminal proceedings were never going to take place. Teams were going to make this effort. We've gone through this whole free agent process. Four teams are the finalists and the submit bids and all this. And I never heard really anyone say, 
boy, if he comes to my team, I'm out. But as soon as he did go to the Browns, now this drumbeat is all over the place. Yeah, and it, you know, it's amazing because there's people who've uh, been convicted or uh, admitted to assault, assault on women, um, and just, you know, all kinds of heinous stuff and have not got the backlash um, where people don't want him. Remember, we found out that Sean Watson has done nothing criminal, right? At least that's what they're telling us. He, he's not going to be tried in a criminal court. Now it's going to go ahead. These 22 women are going to have to do civil, um, you know, uh, civil lawsuits. So if he hasn't done anything criminal, are we the moral police? Are people now judging him strictly on morals and say he's a bad guy so we don't want him on the team? Because I assume there's a lot of bad guys on the team that we just don't know about. About their whole stories, you know. Well, let, let, let me put it this way, because I do think that the media coverage of 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 this move missed the boat to a certain degree. Not saying that Deshaun shouldn't be signed, because you're right, he has not been convicted of anything, right. and so his career should continue. Of course. However, the reason that he's available also needs to be a part of the story and should have been shared uh, a lot more, and there should have been more reaction to that yesterday. However, let me paint Browns fans into a corner. Just for the sake of argument today, okay, the Browns fans who are all jumping ship, who are saying that this is disgusting, we cannot have this, this cannot be the face of our team, what were those Browns fans doing during each of Kareem Hunt's touchdowns last year? Right, right. That's that's what I don't understand. We've got to figure out where the line is. I'm as disgusted by so many of these issues in the NFL as anybody. Uh, you know, w- women's rights, women's issues, the way people are, are, are just treated. Um, you know, but, but we've gone through this so many times. The same people who are now disgusted and are leaving the Browns had Tyreek Hill on their fantasy team last year. Or uh, once upon a time felt like Ray Rice should get another shot. Uh, meantime, Colin Kaepernick is having his eight millionth workout, right. just trying to get somebody to give him a look, and they won't, all because of social justice. Joe Mixon over reasons. in Cincinnati too. Remember that? Joe that Mixon also, in yeah. Cincinnati. You know, I mean, I think I told you the story uh, a couple of weeks ago, where a buddy of mine we show up the day after the Bengals draft Joe Mixon. He's a big Bengals fan. And uh, we're at our daughter's soccer game together. And I walked up and I'm like, dude, what do you think? And he goes, can he help us win? And, and that was it. And so I just, I don't know. I don't understand where, where fans, one thing's okay, the other thing's not. Is this because he's a quarterback, so he's the face? I, I, I just don't know. But there are inconsistencies everywhere with our behavior right well, now. Well, uh, it's also the whole story also. Of course, you never condone hitting, assault, anything that, like that, especially a woman. Uh, a woman but you want to hear the whole story. What happened? Um, what was the circumstance? Um, and that dictates whether you're going to be accepted and given a second chance or something like that. Like in Joe Mixon's case... If I remember correctly, it was a bar, and a young lady actually spit on him, if I remember correctly, and he went ahead and hit her. Now, you don't do anything like that, especially when she didn't lift her hand to you, but you could see where he was given a second chance because of the situation. You understand what I'm saying, Mark? Because maybe it was a reaction. Yeah. Am I remembering correctly that this was, that not just he hit her, didn't, was she not pregnant and he hit her in the stomach? No, 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 no. Or is that Tyreek? That's one of those. No, no, Joe Mixon was not. That was, he hit her it was in a club or restaurant bar, right. and she spit on him. No, she wasn't pregnant. It was a, um, 
uh, there was alcohol involved, obviously, and oh, um, sure, yeah. yeah, and and uh, it was he was he had a reaction to what she did. Now again, you, you don't condone it, but you understand um, the reaction to it and why he was given a second chance. Oh, uh, I mean, listen again, um, b- people. This country is built on on second chances, third chances. If people are not incarcerated, um, then uh, you know, are they allowed to continue their professional world? Sure. However, each corporation and all of these teams are corporations. They've got the right to to look at this their own way through their own lens. I mean, the NFL. I am wildly confident, Arnie. They are going to suspend Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson is going to miss a very large portion of the season. Um, to me, the most distasteful thing that happened in this contract, because it also it didn't seem like it was just that Deshaun was acquired. It, it's that he was rewarded. Right. He was rewarded with this massive contract. It was all guaranteed. And the Cleveland Browns went so far as to make year one salary a million dollars. That's it. Because they know, and so does he, they know he's going to lose the majority of that salary. Right. Can, but can he get fined, suspended. Can he get fined the big chunk of money and say, no, 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 you're not going to play those games with us or what? He can. I mean, the league can do whatever they want. That's kind of been the point all, all along here. The league is like, they'll, they'll stand quietly as the world celebrates the acquisition of Deshaun Watson, yet they'll come in on the other side and go, oh, by the way, you're suspended for eight games, and then he'll say, for doing what? And they'll say, we right. don't know, but that's just the way this works. That's the PR of the whole thing. But uh, the distasteful part is the Browns covered his legal situation financially. He he will average $57 million a year starting year two of this contract. That's one part that Oof. did – that did not – that was like, man, that's <laughs> – that is a little distasteful. If you really wanted to do this right, go ahead and make year one a full salary – and understand that as a team and a player, you're about to lose a huge chunk of money. Get with the NFL and say we are taking all of that money and we are donating it to women's causes so that I can can start to make amends for something that even if it was not criminal, it was clearly on some level to other human beings out of line. Well, That's what, what, you like, may not have gotten him, be, Mark. You that, may that you may not be, have gotten him though. If if you well, went ahead and did that, he might have said no and and well, said forget no, I'm about saying, it. I'm saying Deshaun should have been driving that boat. Oh, I see. I Where, got you, where's man. where's the where's the apology? Yeah, you know, like I mean, Trevor Bauer tweeted at Deshaun Watson yesterday, like almost like they're brothers. Get back out there and show them that if, you did nothing wrong. But if no, you did just, that. How is the civil case going to look when it goes to court and you admitted to something like that? I wanted to but, read but, you one, one tweet where Roger says this, thinking genius. No, Arnie, it wasn't determined that uh, Watson did nothing criminal. They determined that he didn't have enough evidence to prosecute. Big difference. Well, I guess yeah, there is a big difference. But again, we're not the moral police. I can't put him on trial for something that the state says there's not enough evidence for. If there's not enough evidence, we can't say he's still guilty and got uh, off with something now you can't do that mark you know you're you're, to- you're totally right on that i mean if you're a corporation and, and you'd like to decide that someone is guilty even when a court of law says they're not well now that's a hell of a slippery slope you know what i mean you, you can say yes there, you're right there wasn't enough evidence but if there wasn't enough evidence 
there wasn't enough evidence. Right. A, a, a DA looked at this for a year and came up with nothing. But I guess my point, and I'll agree with the texter or the tweeter from from this standpoint, just because you didn't get uh, you didn't get uh, a, a criminal case come out of this, it doesn't mean that you didn't do anything wrong. Like, where's the beauty of gray? Where's the middle ground on this conversation from Deshaun Watson? It's not just I'm totally wrong or I'm totally right. Like, how about, yeah, there isn't a criminal charge, but wow. You know, I understand that maybe I've hurt some people. And, 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 and let me do something to try to make amends for that. I, if he had done that, we're talking that we're having a completely different conversation today. Yeah, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll admit that if I'm Deshaun Watson after the civil, uh, the civil lawsuits, like well, I said, you're, you're not going to say it now. You're, you're going to go ahead and say, continue saying you've done nothing wrong, even though you've been, you know, they've not found enough to put criminal charges on you. Now you're getting ready for the civil charges. You're, you're never going to do that. If you feel like you, if you're innocent, you're never going to come out and say something like that those are going to get settled we know this we know how this works arnie they're going to get settled so that we never hear about it ever again uh and if that's an admission of guilt they'll go okay you sign this nda right here here's two million bucks we know how this game goes uh powerful men have played this game for years this is no different um if cold candidate calls aren't turning into hot hiring leads, then you need Indeed because Indeed's powerful hiring platform makes it easy to attract, screen, and interview candidates all from one place. Find your next great hire visiting Indeed.com slash credit. Okay, so what about the other quarterbacks? What does this mean for Baker, for Jimmy, for Matt Ryan, and beyond? We'll get into that coming up next. In for Joy Taylor, Mark Willard, Arnie Spanier, Fox Sports Radio. Oh, it's fire. And your Mark Willard in for Joy Taylor, brought to you by one of our favorite cities, Las Vegas. Oh, yeah. Your home for live sports. And that means all sports. Every game, match, race, and competition, it is always on. Now go on and plan your trip at visitlasvegas.com and see the best and brightest in Vegas, the greatest arena on earth. Uh, Vegas is alive this week. This is one of the greatest Vegas weekends of the year, Arnie. Better than Super Bowl. Better. (laughs) Better than Super Bowl. It really is. Well, I think... And I know we have to factor in the next two as well, but I read that uh, March and and the basketball tournament in total $3.1 billion wow. is what will be wagered on this, which is about three times what we see for the Super Bowl. Wow, that's incredible. Uh, I wonder how much is being added to the uh, to the total now that we have uh, legalized gambling in all these states out there. How much that's adjusted because now we don't have to just go to Vegas or do uh, over the internet stuff on foreign, you know, on foreign land or something like that. Um, we could actually bet legally here in the United States about that now. You know, what's what's funny to me, and I'd love your your response to this. What's funny to me is for a lot of people, I get it. You bet these games because without that, without your bracket filled out, let's be honest, you're not interested. You're, you're not. We see it in November and December, and January, February. <laughs> you're not all that interested until we get this aspect into it. What's funny to me yeah. is people are putting their hard-earned money on this, Arnie, 
and they have no clue what they're betting on. And I'm laughing at myself, too. I got a few $10 here, $10 there on these games. It couldn't name one player on any of these What difference teams. does that make? I mean, heck, people are, I, betting, people are betting on stuff they know about, and still it's only 50-50. They say the best gamblers pick it like 52 or 55%. Yeah. So um, even when you know the most of the, uh, uh, the best of the best, you're still only picking at 55%. I spent a, a, a you know half hour, maybe less, but I, I spent good time on my show in San Francisco this week going, look, I love USF. They've had an unbelievable season. Todd Golden's going to get a big job, and he did. He's going to Florida. Uh, but, man, they got the wrong draw. Murray State. Oh, my gosh. I love them, too. This is going to be a hell of a game, but USF season's going to come to an end. Arnie, I was right about all of it. Yeah. No, it was great. I, no you, clue, I remember you talking no- about it. Yeah. But I have, I have no clue what I'm talking about. I couldn't tell you. I couldn't even tell you where Murray State is. And I'm sitting here talking about this stuff. <laughs> I mean, that's that's the beauty of the tournament for me is w- within three days, we get these brackets, we stare at them, and then we walk around talking to people like we have any idea what's going on. You know, what, you know what's don't. so funny? I was watching uh, the Chattanooga game. And there was T.O., Terrell Owens there. And I'm like, oh, that's right. He, he went to Chattanooga. And he was yeah. pumped up. And he was rooting. And he was going crazy. And he was totally into that. And I'm like, good for him. That was just awesome. Yeah, that's what people, they always go back to their college. They always root for their team, especially when it comes to in March. I thought that was great. You'll see actors and actresses and all kinds of people just get into it. And it's just unbelievable. It's a lot of fun. So we've got one game in the books today, North Carolina in overtime over Baylor. And if you're just joining us and you went away from that game earlier, uh, then, uh, yeah, guess what? Turns out that uh, there was one hell of a comeback. And uh, and so Baylor came all the way back, tied it, sent it to overtime, but North Carolina wins anyway. Creighton in Kansas next up, Michigan in Tennessee later today. By the way, I love Tennessee. Yeah, they're going to have to move the games back a little bit, too. Uh, the Tennessee yep. games moved back like 30, 40 minutes, and the Kansas game was supposed to start at 2.40 Eastern, so it's already been, uh, what, about 47 minutes delayed on that one also. Yep, yep, everything delayed, and so that'll push back, which is wonderful for those on the West Coast, because that means we're going to have games all the way until we go to bed tonight. <laughs> That's what that means but for you, Arnie. Yes. It means, boy, you're going to be up late. Good thing your show tomorrow night is late. There's no doubt that watching sports on the West Coast is a hell of a lot better. I've oh, been on both, both coasts for the longest time. I know people have debated this. You know, Plank thinks he has the best of everything. Um, you know, my Sunday partner, because he's uh, in the central time zone. No, there's nothing like West Coast getting up, watching it, and being done early. You know, it, 4 o'clock for those 7 o'clock NBA games, it just makes all the difference in the world, Mark. It really does. Well, to me, to me the NFL is where you feel that the most. Like, how do you do it? I did it one time. I was on a trip, a work trip, and I ended up, I think, in the Eastern time zone for an NFL game. Yeah. And by the t- by, we got to noon, and I started feeling guilty about my life. <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute. Like, I can't, like, like I can't just keep sitting here and waiting. Like, I, I think I've got to go work out. I, I, I got to go get exercise or something because this game isn't starting till one o'clock. Right. Here right. in the West, we don't even need to, we don't even need to get dressed, and the games get started on a Sunday morning. It's terrible. On no, the you're East pulling Coast. yourself up 
up just to watch a little pregame. I got to get up. It's like 8 o'clock already. I, I got pregame to go to watch. I got my fantasy football to get in. I've got to eat breakfast. I got to take a shower. You're, you're finding yourself short on time. You're right here on the West Coast. You're like, well, why don't we go out to breakfast? We can do a little shopping. There's a garage sale. Uh, we'll go to Home Depot. <laughs> and then we'll go home and watch a little football. You know what I mean? Uh, speaking of football, and then we'll get uh, what's trending with Gascon and learn about the delay and everything that's gone on with the tournament today. Um, but uh, just to sort of uh, get this started, and then we'll do a little bit more of it after David. Uh, the Deshaun Watson thing is one thing, controversial, emotional, all of that, but it does lead to things less emotional, which is now wh- wh- where do we go with the rest of what's left? The quarterback openings, the people who are available, does Matt Ryan make up with Atlanta? Do the Saints just simply settle with Winston? The Colts and Seahawks and Panthers are all sitting there with names like Baker Mayfield and Jimmy Garoppolo available through trade. How do you think the dust all settles? Oh, wow. Um, I want to see, I think, the first domino to fall. Um, I want to see what goes up in Seattle. I want to know if they're really interested in somebody like a Colin Kaepernick. Um, maybe they want to go ahead and trade for a Baker Mayfield. Um, I'm, I'm curious to see which direction they're going to go in. And then I think some other things may fall after that. San Francisco, I'm not sure what they're waiting on. Um, maybe they're waiting on more, and that's uh, they were waiting after Deshaun Watson. Now that some of those teams, as you mentioned, didn't get Deshaun Watson, now maybe it's time to go after Jimmy Garoppolo. So he may be the next person to fall. But I'm curious to see what Seattle's going to do. I think that kind of set things in motion. I think I do have an idea of what the Colts are thinking on this. We'll get to that in just a second because they are a very, very interesting player in this whole thing. But uh, let's do. Kick it on over to our guy, David Gascon. Get in here with what's trending. My friend, my man, what's up? Well, fellas, uh, one game finally in the books, and uh, congratulations, Arnie Spanier. You, you got away with it. For at least I got lucky. Yeah, I got lucky. You did. Uh, how this thing wow. ended? It took overtime. It took a bear comeback for the ages, but North Carolina staves off the champs, eliminating Baylor by the final of 93-86. to 86. Yeah, 93-86 is the final. R.J. Davis had 30 points in this ballgame, 8 of 17 from the field, 5 of 10 from downtown, and also got it done at the charity stripe, 9 of 10 at the free throw line. Creighton and Kansas is on deck. Michigan and Tennessee later on today. Nightcap will be Gonzaga and Memphis. Tip-off times at 9.40 Eastern, 6.40 Pacific. Gonzaga is a 9.5-point favorite in that ballgame. Guys, any upsets today, at least for you, that you have on the mind? I tell Peter's? you one team I would let know. I think St. Peter's is going to. I think they're going to get it. Actually, oh, I think they're going to. Yeah, I think they're going to get handed to them on this one. Um, I'll tell you one. I'm really keeping. I'm guessing of Musselman. Right. I love Musselman, but uh, but New Mexico State Bingo! against Arkansas tonight. Yep. Uh, watch out for that. Love game. New guys. Mexico yep. State, Arkansas. Yep. Um, that was a good game against Vermont. Vermont came up short there. Yep. Arkansas, good win there. But New Mexico State, they're a six and a half point dog. I think that's the team you got to watch out for. Mm-hmm. And by the way, Memphis Gonzaga is a good one. Yeah. Ten point differential. We'll see what Penny Hardaway's team could do. They're a good team. They had they struggled mid year and they had some people that were out, but now they're back playing well. I watch that game too maybe that's the upset all right fair enough guys uh, back to you all right thank you david gascon appreciate that uh hiring heating up indeed's hiring platform makes it easy to attract screen and interview candidates all in one place 
Sponsor a post and instantly receive a short list of quality candidates on Indeed whose resumes match your job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit. How much fun would the world have if Baker Mayfield and Colin Kaepernick went to Seattle? <laughs> um, I mean, you think I'm kidding? I don't know no, why. I mean, yeah, like, yeah, it, it's worth a laugh, but it's well, also it's also worth a look, isn't it? Well, I, I don't think if, I, if I'm Baker, I'm not going anywhere where I'm not promised the um, starting spot. But then again. He doesn't have a choice in that. Does yeah, he have he, a choice? I would say he might not have a choice. And then again, if they're going to have Kaepernick be his backup, uh, that's not really his choice either, though. Um, God, that would certainly – you'd have to put Seattle on – could they put on every Monday night football game? Could Seattle be on if, if that's, that's going to happen? Because you, you want – that's must-see TV if, if they're going to go ahead and be on those teams. That's unbelievable. Yeah, maybe that's just the sports media person in me that yes, wants that. Yes. But, but, I, but it, 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 listen, we've heard Seattle would like a veteran presence at the quarterback position. Uh, Baker is that. But while I do still think that there's value in Baker, and I do think he's talented, I don't think he's done. Uh, but, but he is wobbly. And, and he is um, <laughs> fragile, Mentally, let's put it that way. I mean, this was just something we talked about here in the Bay Area for for quite some time uh, over the last week or so, Arnie. Uh, What Baker was faced with over the last week, his team flirting with another big-name quarterback. Yeah. Jimmy Garoppolo just did that for an entire year. And what did he do? He showed up to practice, and he took a team to the NFC Championship. Baker, in four minutes, went to Twitter. And couldn't handle it. He didn't. And, whoa, 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 whoa. And, what do you mean? Whoa! And, All he did was say, you know, I appreciate everything and I love you guys type thing. He didn't complain or or say anything like that, did he, Mark? Oh, Come on. Uh, now. Of course he did. That was that was that was a uh, a quasi goodbye, if you will. Right. Number right. one. And what happens now? It ended up. It ended up that Cleveland got to Sean, but we walked around for forty eight hours under the impression that Cleveland was out. And all I heard was Baker and Cleveland are going to break up anyway. He requested a trade. He went to Twitter. He said goodbye. He demanded a trade, all while not even knowing that his team was going to get Deshaun Watson. Oh, so let me, so let me just let me just get this right. So you ask a girl out to the prom. She says, okay. no, Billy, I want to go with Billy. Then comes back to you two days later and said, guess what? Billy doesn't want to take me to the prom, so I guess I'm stuck with you. You're going to say, okay, then we'll go to the prom. You're going to say, too late, get out of here. That's exactly it, it, what Baker Mayfield did. Is that not what the 49ers just did with Jimmy? And he took him to an NFC title game with two injuries, Arnie. Yes, yes. If Cleveland wants an adult, the reason they're saying that, and I don't know if they just got that, one. Yeah, that, that, that bothers uh, me uh, also, yeah. Yeah, right. Like, that that was not a good one-two punch. We want an no. adult. Okay, how about the guy with 22 civil allegations against him? Anyway, point being, yes, he did not act like an adult in this. This is big boy professional sports here. This is a professional environment. Environment. And it's a competitive environment. If you can't handle the idea of somebody going for someone else, and then if they don't get them, you go prove them that you should have been oh. the guy. Now, listen, Pete Carroll, let's take him as an example. I'm not a huge fan of the way he's conducted himself over the years. But let's go back to when he was hired at USC. Arnie, he was choice six. He was choice number six. Right. They went after five other coaches. Did Pete go, well, I'm going to pout and I'm going to go to 
social media. No, he went and won national championships, and he changed his entire coaching resume and life. That's how you handle it. That's how Jimmy handled it. It's not how Baker handled it. Oh, break, breaking news. Baker Mayfield, the first to go to social media uh, to show that he's bothered by what's going on. Because athletes never do that, right? Because no, you don't, I, you, I, you, you, Twitter, you don't read LeBron and, and everybody else out there, right? Tom Brady, everybody else keeps their mouth shut when it comes to social media, Mark. Come on. Okay, but so now that's the old jump off a bridge theory that you're using. Well, everybody else is doing it, so I'm going to no, do but it that, too. But I that's just, what... That's but, the time we live in now. This is the times but, we live in. You know? But not always, Arnie. What has Matt Ryan said over the last two weeks? Can you please was, pull that tweet but you know what, though, Go ahead. They told, me, I tell you, they told Matt Ryan, hey, they told him about a week or two ago, we're going to be interested in going after the Sean Watson. We want you to know. The Browns didn't offer uh, Baker Mayfield that same courtesy, I don't believe. Do you know that? I don't know what no, conversation no, the, they had. And wait, 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 with Atlanta, the, the Atlanta one, I do know. They, that, was, that, came out as, that came out as they, they told uh, Matt Ryan before they started that they were going to go after the Sean Watson. That, but that that's doesn't what mean that Cleveland did. I mean, yeah, that's a former MVP right. who deserves that kind of discussion. Baker Mayfield is on a rookie deal with multiple injuries and a police chase. But so you don't have to be honest like, to him because he's not an MVP. If you're only, I, only if you're MVPs, you should be honest to people, right? Listen, listen. Yeah. However, he heard about it. Um, is in in my mind actually is not necessarily relevant here uh, because a we don't even know exactly how he heard about it Uh, maybe the Browns did talk to him Uh, maybe they didn't I'd always be a proponent of them doing it but I don't think Baker ever said I want to be traded because you didn't tell me he wants to be traded because he wants to be loved he wants to be the guy and and while he may be that someday it's not like he's done anything yet to 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 make that unequivocally true like you're definitely a QB1 in this league we're still not sure about Baker Mayfield oh maybe you guys aren't I'm I'm pretty sure I well, I know what convinced it's about everybody well, I know what the record <laughs> you, was but before he got there for crying out loud there were one in what 31 and oh what they that's a just a business okay. franchise when he got there and what okay what's wrong with yes. you guys you forget they're, you forget all that how many they're coaches? better they better, but they went eight and nine this year. They went eight and nine this year. Yes, what, like, yes. what, I mean, we're acting like, you know, I mean, the 49ers are moving on from Garoppolo. He's been to the NFC title game two times in three years, but they feel like they can do better. And they were honest with him. That's true. But, but Jimmy G was it, hurt and he's been getting hurt. Baker Mayfield was hurt this year. So maybe they want to move on because he's hurt also. I don't think that's a good enough reason to move on from Baker, but maybe Jimmy G. Again, I I just think that Jimmy so far has been the absolute uh, picture of how you handle something like this. It's perfect. And, Arnie, it's why he should be the next quarterback of the Indianapolis Colts. Baker wants to go there. He's already said that. I don't know why he thinks he's got a say in this matter. He doesn't. (laughs) But this is is an organization that just moved off of Carson Wentz because of bad decision-making on and off the field. And they would like somebody who's a little bit more steady Eddie. You're going to go to Baker Mayfield? I, I, I mean, to me, Baker to Seattle, where Pete Carroll has always kind of driven a little bit of a loose ship. He lets people be themselves. Richard Sherman, L.O.B. So he's fine with that. Baker fits in perfectly. It's why they could handle Colin, too, because there would be a, uh, there'd be a lot of media around. Indianapolis doesn't want that. If Indy wants a leader, 
I mean, my goodness, Garoppolo, Garoppolo is absolutely perfect. I have no idea what that means the Saints and Panthers will do. Uh, but, but if I had to guess, put Baker in Seattle, Winston in New Orleans, Carolina holding the bag with Sam Darnold in a draft pick, and Garoppolo quarterbacks the Colts, Matt Ryan and the Falcons make up. That would be my prediction. Why wouldn't Carolina go ahead and go after uh, Baker Mayfield if they're – and they've been, they, they said a, a while now they were, they're interested in the quarterback after the year that Darnold had. Maybe they will. Maybe they will. I just yeah. don't know. I mean, Carolina, after what they've done, Bridgewater, then Darnold, it feels like they're kind of going for the B-minus-C-plus guys all along. I don't know if they love someone in the draft this year, but they're, they're, they're left with, with very little in terms of how are we going to compete with, with Tom Brady in, in that division next year. If the Giants knew what they knew now, maybe they would have gone after Baker Mayfield uh, when it was all said and done. I thought, I thought he would have been a, a, good, a good mix for them also. Um, but again, it's all depending on timing, and right now the timing is not the best. You know, if, if the Texans wanted him, they would have traded for him. So I don't think the Texans have any interest in him. And Philadelphia's talked about getting another quarterback, but I guess that's not a big enough upgrade uh, from Jalen Hurts to Baker Mayfield. So they'll stick with what they have. Yeah, a few more things to say on that. Plus, maybe the bracket game we actually should have been playing here in the month of March. That's still ahead. Mark Willard and Arnie Spanier in for Joy Taylor on Fox Sports Saturday on Fox Sports Radio. All right, Kansas and Creighton are underway, and Kansas on a 7 nothing run. But that just gives them a one-point lead, just under 13 to go in the first half. But here comes Arnie Spanier live to tell us how this game finished. Uh, live from <laughs> Vermont, which is already already celebrating the 2023 New Year. Go ahead, Arnie. How'd this one finish? Because I'd like to maybe do some live betting here in the, uh, at the end of the first half. going to be a Vermont double-digit victory for you, my friend. So there you go. Uh, I feel like I'm Biff from... Uh, uh, you know, back to the future, and I've got the almanac in my pocket. You know? Hey, I'm talking to you, McFly, you Irish punk. The game is over. Oh, gosh. Uh, yeah, I mean, again, we've always, uh, we us elitists on the West Coast, we are 10 years ahead. No, we're a year behind, and, and you. Spanier, um, who uh, who has the key, has the key to the future for all of us. Oh, I only wish, man. I'd be, I'd be living in Vegas, and you'd be coming over to my billion-dollar mansion. I promise you that. Oh, how much fun would that be? You know how sports radio this time of year their brackets, right? Like uh, the or the best movies, and they do listeners and people vote and all of this. You know, I, I know because of what happened with the baseball lockout and brackets on both NFL and ML the concurrent free agency that's been going on for the last couple of weeks which has made me like addicted to Twitter more than I usually am because right. I'm just constantly refreshing because it's right it was just breaking news is constantly every couple of hours we should have done a bracket on that and maybe we still should like a quarterback bracket would have been really good to see if you could get any of these right I don't feel like anybody has ended up where I thought they were going to end up when it comes to where the quarterbacks are, are landing 
No, not at all. You know, that would have been fantastic. And I think it all started with uh, with Tom Brady coming out of retirement, going back to Tampa. By the way, so you, you said you don't think that nobody knows where all these quarterbacks are going to land. There was, I think there's an investigation going on that a couple of betters put down some hefty money on uh, Tom Brady coming out of retirement and going back to Tampa because they might have had some inside information and they plunked down uh, uh, some shekels there. So I want to see how that's going to turn out. But you're right, that that would have been a great idea in the uh, terms of March Madness to figure out where all these quarterbacks are going. Well, I, I mean, you and I both, we talked about this in, over the last couple of weeks. Neither of us believed that Tom Brady was going to be retired. But it never occurred to me that, that they'd be able to make up in Tampa. Maybe the way that Matt Ryan and the Falcons need to do now. Because uh, the whole idea was, it felt from the beginning like what Tom was trying to do was get out of Tampa. They, they, like he was retired. Uh, rather than retiring from the NFL. So so him going back there, that's the one thing that never occurred to me. So the fact that some some major bets took place, yeah, that's that's probably worth a look. I'd agree with that. You know, if, if you could write down the three or four things you must know the truth to uh, when one person retires or two or three or five years down, down the line, one of them would be, Tom, why did you really retire? Were you forced? Were you felt like you were pushed out. Was there a big fight with Arians? Um, you know what happened with you and Belichick? That's one of the truths I want to find out um, from Tom Brady uh, about what happened um, once he retires. And he tells his tell-all book. That's the one I'm going to read. That's for sure. Don't you don't you feel like it'll never happen? I, I mean, Tom is going to have to sort. He's going to have to graduate out of what seems to be so ingrained in him, which is the Belichick way. And uh, I, I feel like his book, when he writes it, it'll be three pages long. That's about it. Just with just one word answers and 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 nothing nothing very definitive and a three page book, maybe well, a, a children's minute. book. You, you had it. you had time versus time in that little documentary. You were supposed to. What happened to that retirement TV show or movie he was going to make? with Lily Tomlin and stuff like that. Is that still going on? I mean, he's starting to get out a little bit more, make himself more accessible. Well, but, I mean, there's there's always an off thing, that, that story that came out that you're talking about. I never thought, oh, now he can't play. <laughs> they, they've got time. they got time. Like, you know, you want to talk about Tom versus time. What exactly is Tom doing for the next three months and four months of his life? Anything? <laughs> Getting and ready to play another football season, I guess, is what he's doing. You know, that Which and go boating. Eating, yeah. yeah, eating salad. What does that mean in, in <laughs> March, kale. getting ready? Yeah. I, I mean, it doesn't mean anything. So, um, Arnie, uh, I love this consistency that we're I getting. But it. it's great. Love yeah, it. it's great to hang with you again. Um, uh, best of luck getting lucky again with all the college games the rest of the day. Arizona all the way, my friend. Mark it down in the books. Thanks to Joy for letting New- us fill in. Yep, absolutely. Tons of fun. New Mexico State. New Mexico State. That's the one that you're going to want to watch later today. Uh, Mark Weather and Arnie Spanier. See ya.